0: You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're going to do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're going to have a barbecue.
1: A hey, huge shout out to folks listening on the Minds Eye Radio Network To the Blind Grilling Experience Hey folks, we've got a good one for you today We're talking about mac and cheese and a tip for making a roux
0: Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue
1: Welcome to this special edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And man, we've got a great episode for you today, especially for those who love mac and cheese. But uh, we've got a couple of little tips and tricks we're going to be sharing with you today. And before we get there, however, I want to... Uh, Just point out that uh, we have reached a few milestones on the Blind Grilling Experience podcast. We have well over 10,000 downloads, which is awesome. Really appreciate everybody who's been helping out with uh, not only listening and downloading, but also sharing and subscribing to the podcast. And, of course, checking out our YouTube channel as well over there at YouTube.com slash Blind Grilling. And the emails have been coming in. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. Brian sent us an email saying he's got himself a pit boss smoker, has been trying it out and uh, done several things. And sounds like he's enjoying that. We talked a little bit about the accessibility uh, issues. So far, so good, except for the initial setup, he said said that uh, he did have to have some sighted assistance and then had to memorize a couple of, of buttons of where to press. But once he did that and it was all connected to his Wi-Fi, he is now able to uh, work and control that Pit Boss pellet smoker all by himself, which is amazing. That's what we're trying to do is encourage folks to realize that there are ways to get it done and to be able to do those things independently. Uh, and so... Uh, just thrilled to hear from, from Brian and so many others who've contacted us. We just really appreciate that as well. Like we said, we, we are well over the hundredth episode. Uh, this is season three of the podcast. It's been going strong and, uh, just, uh, things have been going great. So blessed and just feel so appreciative, uh, able to be here and, and, uh, and share with you guys my experiences and, uh, you know, they're not always good, right? I mean, there, there's there's some things that, that happen that, uh, you know, one reason I like to get on here and talk about the things that I've gone through and, and to help others to overcome some fears and, and trepidation that they might have when it comes to firing up a grill, whether it's charcoal, propane, or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, I know some folks can be kind of intimidated, intimidated by that if you're blind or visually impaired, but we're, you know, trying to build a really good uh, core, you know, uh, resource for folks to help you to realize, you know, that there are ways to mitigate some of those fears and, um, you know, reasons why folks are leery. Uh, You know, there's some safe ways to go about doing it. With that said, I do have a special episode coming up talking about surviving grill season, and uh, gonna have some special guests. So I'm looking forward to uh, that episode coming up because it's 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 gonna you know there there's gonna be some stories. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be great. It it's gonna be great. But I want to talk today and and share a recipe with you because you know. We try to do the recipe thing. We try to share that out along with some tips for folks who, even if you're cooking inside, these things are not always just an outdoor grill or smoker type of of tips and tricks or recipes. A lot of times we'll take these recipes that are for indoors and adapt them to out on the smoker. And really, it usually doesn't take that much uh, to do that if you've got the right equipment, especially if you've got the right grill or smoker. But with that said, I do want to talk about a recipe that while on the smoker, it is next level good. You know, it, it is a recipe that you can make, you know, definitely in on the stovetop, right? I mean, or even in the oven, um, you know, it, Either way you want to do it, you know, especially if you love mac and cheese. But there's two tips that I want to talk about, especially that are, you know, especially true with this recipe. But it's really advantageous, I think, for folks in the long run, especially if you're blind or visually impaired, you know, to the, the, especially the first tip that we're going to talk about. And that is the prep. Right, because if you're not prepared for each step of your recipe before you start, you know it it, it can be disastrous. Right, I mean you can burn something, uh, you can get flustered and skip an ingredient, uh, and I mean just all kinds of things can go wrong if you're not prepared. And when I say prepared, I'm talking about Getting everything measured out before mixing it all together, you know, going through the ingredient list, knowing where all the ingredients are, how much you need. And so getting the measurements, uh, you know, whether it's a spoons or your cups or, you know, whatever it is, getting it out and then, uh, and getting those, you know, pre-measured out. I think that's important. Especially if you've got cooks that can go rather fast or if you have ingredients that you're working on, such as the mac and cheese, you're going to be working with some of these ingredients while they're on the stove and you need to be mixing and stirring and you, you can't just stop and go and start measuring more things out you know, or shred your cheese or or do other things while it's cooking, right? It needs your attention once you get started. So having those things prepped and out is vital. And this is for, especially true if you ever watch videos or talk to guys who do a lot of cooking on the flat tops, right, the griddles, like the Blackstone Camp Chef or Weber griddles, then, you know, that, that prep that is done and taken outside when you're ready to cook, you know, is is vital because those cooks can go so fast and you don't want to leave those grills unattended. And, and so you, you get into a cook and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot something, got to run back inside and then back outside. And then, you know, there's really good potential to either burn or ruin uh, some food. Which nobody wants. Nobody, nobody wants to do that. You know, everyone does it, <laughs> and this isn't a blind thing, right? This isn't about, you know, oh, the blind or visually impaired, you know, such as myself. Uh, you know that that it's not like we're the only ones doing it. Trust me, you know, this is something that uh, you know everyone goes through this kind of learning curve, but. You know, if, if I can give this tip and, and keep you from having to learn the hard way uh, and, and help you to have a successful cook the first go around, then, then that's, that's what I'm, I want to do. That's what I want to do. And so getting all this together and ready is, I think, important and vital. Uh, and, you know, getting your noodles cooked and also knowing, you know, for example, on this particular cook, when it comes to the macaroni noodles, are you going to add them, get them all, you know, in the cheese sauce and, and you know, cooking inside and just be ready to eat it right right then? Because this recipe is good for that, right? If you, you're you not into smoking or you don't have a smoker or grill to put this on, you're going to be cooking this on a stovetop. And once you add your, your cooked noodles, then, you know, you want to have those cooked and cooked all the way. But if you're going to be throwing them on a smoker Right or putting them in the oven and baking them, you know. Once you get all this together, then you don't necessarily want to cook your noodles all the way through to begin with, right? You don't necessarily want to boil your noodles until they're completely done, like you normally would. You want to leave them a little bit al dente, right? You want to leave them a little bit where they they could stand a, a little bit longer of a cook, uh, and then that's what that's what you're going to do. And so, you, you want to get your noodles cooked to the point that you want them, you know, whether or not you're going to be eating them pretty much right away when you add them to the cheese sauce or if, you know, or a little undercooked so that when you add them to the cheese sauce and throw them either in the oven or on the smoker uh, or grill that, uh, you know, they'll finish cooking at that time. Uh, and that way they don't get, you know, mushy and, you know, some cause a lot of folks don't like that as well. Uh, and so all this prep is necessary and that that's that's gonna be the the first tip is having all this stuff prepped out and ready to go. I think that's that is absolutely vital and important uh, for anyone it, you know in the kitchen, any recipe, uh, rather than scrambling around trying to find things last minute you know and start mixing things and like, oh, I need to add this, I need to add that, it happens. It happens. But, uh, you know, it it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, we can we can do some prep and make sure that that's uh, that's all good. And, uh, you know, so anyway, (laughs) so as we get into this, we've got another tip for you, which I think is is probably even a better tip because of the nature of this tip is going to be not only for this particular recipe. But it's going to be for those who love Cajun foods or anything that requires a roux. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs, whether it's heat-resistant gloves, charcoal baskets for your grills, ceramic grills, Weber grills, offsets. They've got all kinds of charcoal management baskets that help you maintain and keep your fire lit with proper airflow. And, of course, they've got the Kick-Ash can as well that makes for easy cleanup. Go to kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. So let's get into the roux that we're talking about, because this is not only essential for this particular recipe, but a lot of folks struggle with roux you know, we love jambalaya, gumbo. We love a lot of these Cajun dishes. And for those who are blind or visually impaired, especially sometimes it's difficult to get a roux done right. Because when you watch YouTube videos or you talk to folks who are making them, oftentimes they're talking about the color. They're talking about the way that it looks in the pan as they're mixing that butter and flour together. And I get it. I mean, that that's something they're able to use their vision. They're able to see certain things and to know when it is the, the right uh, look to it, you know, how dark they want it or light they want it. But for those who are blind or visually impaired, that's not an easy thing, right? I mean, that that can be pretty difficult, Uh, you know, especially if you're totally blind like myself. I can't see the flour and butter mixture. I have no idea how dark it's getting, how light it is. You know, if I'm making a a lighter dark roux, I don't know based upon how it looks. But there is something that I've learned, and that is the smell, when making a roux, whether we're doing our jambalaya or we're doing this mac and cheese recipe that we're talking about today. This is so key in, in, in really learning to not only use your senses, but understand how well your other senses can work and and help you to accomplish things independently, both in the kitchen and at the grill. Because in this recipe, for example, of the mac and cheese we're gonna make our, our cheese sauce, right? We've got our noodles, we've, we've boiled our macaroni noodles, we've got them, you know, I'm gonna do a little al dente cause we're gonna be throwing it on the smoker, but you may go ahead and cook it all the way. You make that decision. But now we're gonna make our our roux. And again, this is something you can do on the stovetop at a medium low heat, uh, or you can do it out on the grill as well. But we're gonna take a, essentially a nine by 13 baking pan. And I use some aluminum pans that are they're referred to as half pans that you can get in bulk and they work great for throwing on the grills. They're just disposable aluminum pans. They're approximately 9 by 13. But if you're doing this, you know, on a stovetop, you get a nice deep sided pan and you're going to put five tablespoons of butter. Medium low heat, and you're gonna let that butter melt down. And once that butter is melted down, and you you got a, a wood spoon or something, and you you're moving that stick of butter, the the five tablespoons of butter around, you'll be able to tell when it's all melted. You'll be able to feel that there's no more large clumps. It's all melted, and it's you know liquid in the bottom. Then you're gonna take and grab a whisk, and you're gonna add your five tablespoons of flour. But again, remember what we said about prep, right? You, you're you going to already have your milk measured out and ready to go and know where it is. You're going to have your cheese shredded and know where it is, and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. You're going to have your, your, your all-purpose seasoning or rub or whatever it is you're going to season this with uh, measured out and ready to go as well because when you start this roux, you don't want to turn and walk away and start measuring things because it will burn, right? You, you will ruin the roux. So all that prep has to be done to begin with. And so then you're going to take and you're going to start whisking together as you add those three tablespoons of flour to those five tablespoons of butter, and you're going to whisk it together pretty rapidly. And you're going to start using your nose, right? You're going to smell and what's going to happen as as that roux begins to thicken and as that roux begins to cook and starts to brown a little bit, you're going to smell this little bit of a, a nutty type smell that's going to kind of waft up from the pan and, and hit you right in the face. The more you do it, the, the more pronounced it will be. And of course, the longer you, you make your roux, the, not only the darker does it, in fact, turn, but the stronger the smell can get. And, and if you're not careful here, you can burn it pretty quick. But when you start smelling that nuttiness from that flour and butter mixture, that's really what you're looking for. And you can you can go a little bit longer, but don't go much, right? And, and that's where you can play with it when it comes to various recipes, whether you're doing certain types of, of Cajun dishes, whether you're doing the, the gumbo, whether you're doing the jambalaya, uh, or something maybe you want a little darker rue, then you'll you'll kind of learn that smell, but pay attention to that smell because you can really figure out just how far along your rue is and when it's ready, the more you do it and practice with it. Uh, and you'll 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 probably get to a point where you burn it a couple times eventually. It <laughs> happens to all of us, you know, but you know, you'll learn that smell as well, and you'll learn and remember kind of, you know, what it was smelling like just before it it was too late. And so uh, once you get to that nuttiness, that little bit of a, a nutty smell kind of happening, you're going to go ahead and add your four cups of milk and keep whisking and stirring pretty good. And then you're going to take and you're going to add also in your uh, your seasoning. And we're doing about three tablespoons, rather teaspoons, three teaspoons of seasoning, and really your favorite rub is going to be best for this. Now, if you've got a a dish that this is going to be a side for, so maybe you're doing some pulled pork, you want to add the same rub that you used on uh, your your uh, your your Boston butt or your pork shoulder that you've smoked. You know, use that same rub. You've done some ribs, or maybe you've done a brisket, and whatever seasoning you've used on that, you want to add that to your mac and cheese. That works great. Uh, You can just use an all-purpose AP rub. A lot of uh, companies out there, a lot of barbecue guys have their own line of rubs, and they've got, you know, their all-purpose, their SPG, salt, pepper, garlic, which, you know, that that works out well also. Um, You know, you got your salt, pepper, garlic, uh, a little bit of um, onion powder, a little bit of paprika, maybe some, uh, you know, if you can spice it up with a little bit of um, Chipotle, you know, powder or even some red pepper flakes, something like that, if you want. That's completely up to you. But you're going to do about three teaspoons of seasoning and you can make some adjustments as you go. You definitely want to have. Uh, If you're mixing it up yourself, I would start with a teaspoon of salt and half teaspoon of some other um, ingredients. But um, if you've got a good all-purpose rub, just use that. And mix that in with that milk as it begins to cream and and get into that roux. And then you're going to take your two cups of cheese that you've shredded yourself, and you're going to add that cheese in there and keep stirring and and get it all nice and incorporated in and get it mixed in really well together and let that cheese start to melt. Again, medium-low heat. Now, I did mention, you know, cheese that you've shredded yourself. This is something we've talked a lot about on this podcast and we've mentioned in times past, and 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 I get the simplicity and the ease of grabbing some packages of already, you know, some pre-shredded cheeses. I get it. I really do, folks. But in those packages, they've added some things, some preservatives, and and what they've done is they've, they've coated that cheese with something that helps keep it from clumping together. Well, the problem is it, it also keeps it from melting as smoothly as it could, you know, and so you don't get the best results. Now, I know a lot of folks use the pre-shredded cheeses, and they think, you oh, it's fine. You know, it, it's done great. I use it all the time and blah, blah, blah. It it that's fine. If that's what you want to use and you're happy with it, go for it. But I will say this, I think you'll get better results in a much creamier and smoother cheese if you'll take a block of cheese and shred it yourself. Right. And you're looking for about two cups in this recipe. You're gonna add the two cups of cheese to that that milk and roux mixture and your your seasoning. And get that all uh, melted down, and and now you have a choice to make, because there's a there's a couple of things that you can do here that can you know be good or great, and that's really the difference that we're talking about, right? You could go ahead and add your macaroni noodles if you cooked them all the way, and you can mix them in, incorporate them all in, and 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 be good to go right i mean it's it's it'd be a great dish just to go ahead and serve like that but if you're going to be throwing them on the smoker you're going to take your 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 mostly cooked al dente style macaroni noodles you're going to throw those in mix it into that cheese sauce you're going to take some extra shredded cheese and you're going to just just put a layer across the top now, there's all kinds of of guys out there recipes that you can go to, man cave meals, cosmos, uh you know, uh, line of rub and seasoning out in Oklahoma, got a YouTube channel, uh Malcolm Reed with uh, with killer hogs or how to barbecue right. They they've all got their recipes, they're all great. This just happens to be one of my favorite ways of doing this. Because of the versatility, okay? You 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 can take and put some of that little extra shredded cheese right on top and you can dice up or, or just slice into little circles, some jalapeno peppers and put those on top. You know, maybe add the juice in there with that, uh, with the, uh, with that cheese sauce. If you really like a little bit of a kick as well, uh, it goes great. You could even put some breadcrumbs on the top if you wanted to, but it's not necessary. And you're going to put it either in the oven or out on the smoker, you know, at, at 300 degrees on your smoker. And let that go for 45 minutes to an hour. And just every once in a while go out and, and just, uh, you know, check it. You know, maybe, um, you know, after a little while you may want to mix it in, but let, you know, let that, that cheese on the top begin to melt and really, it's already cooked. I mean, you could just eat it, right? Now you're just melting that cheese on the top, maybe browning a little bit of that. Uh, you know, if you put a little bit of breadcrumbs or something on the top to get a little crust on the top, you know, something like that, um, you know, it is fine. You're just kind of browning that a little bit um, and finishing cooking those noodles. And it's awesome. Man, it's such a great recipe for mac and cheese, smoked mac and cheese. But here's where it really gets interesting, folks. You know, you can serve it as a side, and that works great, but you can make mac and cheese your main dish in a few different ways. You could make a grilled buffalo chicken mac and cheese, right? You could get some uh, you, you know, some of your favorite Buffalo wing sauce and, you know, grilled some chicken, get it tossed in there and, and put it on the top. You could, you know, mix in some shredded pork, you know, pulled pork, or maybe some brisket, or maybe you've got leftovers. Maybe you had a big barbecue and you got some ribs or pulled pork or brisket leftover and you're wondering what to do. Make this mac and cheese and then add those leftovers to that mac and cheese and let it warm through in that cheese sauce or, you know, put it on the top when you throw it in the smoker. It, it, I'm telling you, it it can serve as a stand alone dish and it is just absolutely outstanding. It is so good. And, you know, if you're worried about, you know, whether, you know, how much smoke really is it going to take in, you know, um, even if you don't throw it on the smoker, you just add some leftover uh, or freshly pulled pork or, you know, sliced brisket or something like that into that mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. Some, uh, some just an amazing dish. Amazing food. I, I know you'll love it. I know you will absolutely um, just you'll just go crazy over it. It's, it's so good. That's how good it is. But those tips, first of all, getting everything prepped, first and foremost, is key. You know, you like doing the ruse, you know, but you've stayed away from it because you haven't been able to see the change of color and you're not sure about the consistency. You know, you can do it by smell and you can really pay attention. You can learn it that way. You know, you can make an amazing mac and cheese and then make it next level by, you know, just cre- creating a main dish by adding some grilled chicken with a little bit of uh, buffalo sauce. Like one legged chicken from Lane's Barbecue is amazing sauce. Um, you know you could you, it's all kinds of things. Just it, you can just go crazy. Use your imagination and do some wonderful things with this. Right? Um, it, it it is so awesome. You know, some folks like to add cream cheese, you know, along with the cheddar cheese in that. You, you can change this recipe up and do some things that you think would work better uh, or that you like better. Maybe instead of cheddar, like an extra uh, sharp white cheddar, or maybe you use pepper jack, right? Or maybe you use cheddar to make your cheese sauce and then you top it with some shredded pepper jack on the top, you know, for that added little kick. You can really experiment and have some fun and make an amazing dish that all your friends and family are going to love. Uh, and, of course, it just makes it better because it pulls it off the smoker. And uh, you know what? It, it's, it's amazing, and folks will love you for it. Uh, absolutely. And, hey, if you do it, shoot us an email and let us know. Let us know that you made it, and let us know what you think because I'm confident— that this is going to be a recipe that you will make over and over and over again. That, that's how much you're going to love it. That's how much you're going to like it. Folks, again, we want to appreciate, we do appreciate and say thank you to all the folks who've uh, are listening, who share out the the podcast. We will be on Minds Eye Radio every Monday and Friday evenings at 630. Welcome to all our new listeners there as well. Check out our website, blindgrilling.com, and there's all kinds of links there to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever else is there. The podcast is posted on the YouTube channel. and There's lots of videos on there that you can go back and look at the, the catalog there and, uh, you know, just a lot of great information and hopefully we'll be adding more soon as well. And you can email me directly blind at gmail.com. We love hearing from all of our listeners.
0: And all right, folks, that's today's
1: juice. episode of the blind Let grilling the experience. Again, my name is Chris Pelch. Check out the website, blindgrilling.com, and shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Until next time, remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't cooking.
0: Barbecue it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you got to do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.